We'll begin with chapter 1. In the beginning. The blazing sun seemed unusually hot for mid-February. It cooked into Matt Henry's bare back and caused the hundred or more deep ugly scars that crisscrossed his broad shoulders and back to itch like crazy. His arm muscles rippled and bulged as he leaned into the heavy double-winged braking plow and felt satisfaction as the point bit deeper into the virgin ground. He liked to watch the chocolate-brown soil slide off the plow's shiny silver wings and curl onto itself like the big ocean waves he'd seen one time down on the Gulf of Mexico. "'Whoa, mules!' he called out, and the match team of big brown Missouri mules responded immediately. Tugging the red bandana from around his neck, he mopped sweat from his face and glanced up through squinted eyes at the noon sun. Amelia and James should be coming soon. They always brought a picnic lunch when he was working in the fields. He liked it when they came out and ate together, so they could see what he had done that morning. Looking back over the line of freshly plowed rows he had laid by that morning, he was pleased. He already had eighty acres under plow. This twenty acres of new ground ought to help him bring in a good corn crop this year, maybe even enough to pay off that little loan he had at the Waldron Bank and still have enough left over to buy Amelia that cook stove she had her eyes on at the general store. Get up, mules, he said, rippling the long reins to pop their rumps. He would finish out this row and break for lunch. A man can do a heap of thinking, trudging along in a furrow behind a plow from can see to can't see. Gives a fellow time to think when he's working hard, and Matt had done more than his share of both in his twenty-six years. That and trouble. He recalled his ma reading to him and pa about trouble from her good book when he was just six. She often read to them while they sat around that old pot-bellied stove. He still remembered the words. A man's life is a few days and full of trouble, she had read. Strange she could still remember that after all these years. He'd asked his pa about what it meant one time when they were riding along in the wagon together. He could still see his pa's face, how it got all serious, like it did every time he was about to say something worth remembering. Son, trouble follows a man closer than his own shadow. It can either make a man or it can break a man. It's what's inside the man that determines which. Boy, he sure had seen plenty of opportunities to test the truth of that advice in his lifetime. Whoa, mules! he called out, reaching the end of the row. He slipped the long reins over his head, wound them around the handle, laid the plow over on its side, and headed for the inviting shade of the big oak tree where he had left his rifle and water jug. Slouching his six-foot-three-inch frame down against the tree, he took a long swig of the lukewarm water, rested his tired head against the tree, and smiled. He always smiled when he thought about Amelia, she was the best thing that had ever happened to him. These past three years with her and his six-year-old stepson James had been the best years of his whole life. The quietness was suddenly shattered by gunshots. His heart leaped into his throat as the shots rang out. One, two, 
By the second shot, he had already grabbed his rifle and was racing toward the house as fast as his strong legs would carry him. Three, four, five. A hot flush of fear swept through him as he raced up the small hill that separated him from the house. Topping the hill and streaking down the other side, he counted the saddled horses around the yard. Ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, seventeen, no, eighteen. Why would eighteen horses be at the house? From somewhere he found the strength for even greater speed. As he neared the house, he levered a shell into his Henry forty-four rifle. That's when he saw James. The boy lay under the giant oak tree in the front yard near the swing Matt had made for him. Blood still gushed from a deep gash in his throat and stained the dusty ground where he lay. His blonde curly hair was caked and matted from the puddle of his own blood he lay in. His blue eyes were wide open, and a look of terror was frozen there forever as he gazed blankly into the sky. His throat had been cut from ear to ear.